What's going on, good people? This is your boy Amir, aka the Magic Man, and you're listening to Paperbacks and Soundtracks. You know, once again, thank you guys for joining me, man. It's much appreciated. There'll be no show without you guys, man. Clicking the button and subscribing and listening. Uh, by the way, I got some good news. Um, we are now available on iHeartRadio. You know, you can still download it and um, subscribe on. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. And you can follow me on Instagram um, and Twitter at Paperbacks and Soundtracks. But today, I'm at Fortress of Solitude. And um, you guys know what usually happens when I'm at Fortress. I'm either buying books or I have a special guest with me. And I actually bought some books. But I do have a special guest with me here today. Um, so check this out. So if you're if you're into stories that promote diversity, uh, inclusion, um, they deal with issues that uh, aren't addressed in you know mainstream comics, um, but keep it fun and engaging. Uh, look no further than Kid Monster Creations. Man, it's a dope company. Um, I have the co-creator and writer for a dope story called Corsairs, um, which we'll talk about later. Um, he's also the co-founder of the publishing company, Kid Monster Creations. Um, so yeah, man, please help me welcome a great guy, man. His name is Dan McNeil. How Thank are you, you show? Thank you. Uh, Thank you for uh, having me on a, on a, on a hot day. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's summertime, baby. It's, it's been hot for the past couple of weekends, yes. but it's all good. It's all good. So what's been going on, man? For a lot of people that don't know, um, I actually met you at KimFest a few months back, man. That was awesome, man. That was awesome. Really, really good. That was was my first time going to that event, and um, it felt like I was just walking into a room full of uh, black and brown superheroes, man. Like everybody had their artwork, their books, and... Man, it was just amazing to be there. So, what's just, what's been going on since since uh, Kenfest? Well, um, you know, I think since you saw me at Kenfest, one of the things that um, at Kid Monster Creations, what we've been doing is really trying to um, wrap up Corsairs because it's mm-hmm. been such a strong title for us. Um, but there's been our fan base that's been looking for okay, so what's new? What's yeah. next? What's coming? And I promise all our fans, we have something amazing that's coming around the corner. You just got to give us a little bit more time. So my partner and I have just been planning for that, preparing for that. And then also looking at various ways of how we can get Corsairs out to um, different people on Mm -hmm. whether it be social media, um, whether it be merchandise, um, just a variety of different things. Yeah, man, that is awesome. Like I said, um, we'll definitely dive into Corsairs uh, um, later, but uh, there's there's been a a lot of um, talk with like Comics Gate and, SJ, SJWs and all that all that BS man like I, I don't really like to worry about that because I just like to enjoy my comics but there's been a lot of talk about like people creating car- uh, characters that uh, might share the same name as another character or you know maybe not being um, uh, forthcoming is like inventing new characters and I, my, my answer to that is like just go get independent comics right you know what I'm saying? Like, there are people out there that are creating dope stories that you need to pay attention to. Yes. You know? And as far as um, Kid Monster Creations, um, they deal. you guys deal with uh, a lot of representation, you know, in comics. Is that uh, something that you guys 
from from jump like you wanted to make sure that your people were represented in your books from from the jump uh, and that's a great question and the short answer is yes um mm-hmm. both my partner um charlie gobill aka charlie fab who's does all the artwork all the yeah, illustrations yes. um and myself um both of us came from um areas where it's predominantly african-american and latino Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we also had these shared experiences of people um that we've met throughout our life and they weren't looking like us or they didn't have the same background so we wanted to make sure that the book was reflective of one where we came from and our interactions um two um, we want to be inclusive of everybody because Mm -hmm. um um, as much as I am pro-African-American and pro-Latino and pro-my people, um, I also understand that the world is, is also bigger than those two groups. Yeah, yeah. And I want to make sure that, um, what well, we want to make sure that the book is accessible to everybody. They can see themselves in it, not just yeah. as a side uh, role to colorize the background, but mm-hmm. actually having really engaging, um, impactful interactions with one another. Oh, man, that's awesome. So, um Kid Monster Creation. Yes. How did it come about? Like you mentioned, <laughs> um, the artist Charlie Fab Gobil, who was dope. Like, just a quick on, on the on the artwork. Um, this was probably the second book that I read that was black and white. Um, I read a story called Manifesto by um, uh, Carabello. Yeah. Ben Carabello. Mm-hmm. And this was the second one. And I and I wanted to commend. Uh, Charlie uh, Gobeal that on, on his artwork because the expressions in the faces like that's hard you know, yes. without color you know what I'm saying like you really have to get your shading on yeah. and the angles and stuff man he really like he did a great job like the cover he did the cover too yes all right so the cover is sick like the cover is, <laughs> is very vibrant and alive so but when you open the uh, the book and the pages and you see like the black and white you're know, like oh wow like on point man so but yeah anyway i just wanted to mention that really quick but how, how'd you guys come together and how'd you come about uh kid monster creations yeah so um is, is a really interesting story so um uh actually corsairs isn't my first book um, okay. i was working with another artist um at the time and my first book that i actually ever launched um for those diehard fans mm-hmm. they um was a book called daft um d-a-f-t okay um and it was about a um a superhero who was being followed by this governmental agency. Uh, they were tracking him down. They want their asset back. Oh, you know, okay. Kind of a kind yeah. of a familiar story. Yeah. Um, I went to Ekback down mm-hmm. in Philly um, mm-hmm. to to promote the book, um, which is a convention that everybody needs to go yeah. to, especially if you're an African American creator. Um, and I was, you know, just selling my wares, and I met uh, Charlie there. Mm-hmm. And at the time, he had a book called Blackbird, which was just absolutely mind-blowing yeah. you know because while everybody was doing guys that flew in the air and superpowers he mm-hmm. went the complete opposite direction and was doing a really great story about a character um who had on um, these martial arts skills but um, it was a coming-of-age story for this young man yeah um so um he and i exchanged numbers um kept tabs on one another um unfortunately the artist that i was working with for daft we had a, a small um a falling out you yeah. know we yeah, had a, a yeah a, a, a uh, a difference in opinion mm-hmm. on how things should go. So uh, once we parted ways, um, you know, I was just just writing for myself, and then I get a phone call, and it's Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlie was like, "Yo, you're dope. I love okay. your stories. Yeah. I've read your stuff. 
would you be interested in pairing up? And I already knew his stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, right I'll definitely, I'll, <laughs> yeah, all, you know, all systems go. Let, let's yeah. do this. Oh, that's awesome. So um, we decided rather than have a relationship as, okay, I'm the writer, he's the um, artist, and I pay you, and we're done going our way. We was yeah. like, you know, we, we're really like-minded. On yeah. a lot of stuff, and then some. Some things were completely opposite. You know, I'm a Star Trek guy. He's a Star Wars guy. You know, even though I like both properties, yeah. but you know, we have our faves. But y'all close to the same lane. Exactly. To, yeah. Exactly. So we was like, you know, what, let's just let's just create our own company because yeah. I think both of us were tired of just running after the Marvels, the DCs, mm-hmm. you know, the the big big um, publishing houses, and we wanted to really retain ownership of what we created. Yeah. So. Um, after some soul searching um, and then really looking for a great name that encapsulated what we were about, uh, Kid Monster Creations was born in 2008. Okay, yeah. okay. That man, that's awesome because you never like you always wonder um, when you're reading a comic or whatever uh, if if the the team gelled together. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because like in today's time, like. You don't have to be in the same room creating everything. Like you can be like, oh, I'm sending you these pages, or, right? I'm sending you this beat or whatever. You yes. know what I'm saying? So, but it's always good to know that a team actually gels together yes. and, and and set their eyes on a common goal. You know that that's really dope. That's really dope. And I commend y'all for that because it's it's tough to, <laughs> you know, start your own business. Like, yeah, I, I have a podcast, but this is something that I started from the ground up. Like nobody taught me how to do a podcast so it's a tough it's a tough business and comic books it's a lot of them you know what i'm saying so it's a tough business to crack through but it's so dope that you guys stepped out on your own and and decided to go ahead and do it you know um so funny story man uh i went to the barbershop uh after my interview a couple weeks ago and it's so funny how how kids um remind you of your responsibilities Mm. without actually saying it you know what I'm saying? And they remind you of your, your superpower, like, without actually saying it. So I had my T-shirt on. I had my logo for, for my show on. And, I, and I'm sitting down. And this little kid, he's probably, like, four or five. He walks up to me. He's like, oh, what's, who's this guy on your shirt? That's so cool. And I'm like, oh, that, that, that's me, okay? You know what I'm saying? And he's just like, oh, wow, that is so cool. Like, does he do you fight, like, bad guys and all this stuff? And I'm like, not really. But, you know, in a way, in a way I do. So he's talking. And then his other brother comes over. He's probably, like, 10. And we start having this conversation about comic books and he's you know asking me who my favorite heroes are and he's telling me who's his are and what kind of powers would i want to have like all this great stuff you know and then he starts telling me about a character that he wants to create hmm. and he gives me like this whole like origin story like i ain't gonna give it up because i don't want to still little man story <laughs> but i'm sitting there like amazed right and as i'm leaving I, I'm, I'm thinking in my head like you know i go to the comic book store every week to pick up my, my books and I see a lot of you know black and brown people buying books I see a lot of black and brown people going to the movies making these great festivals um, that we can all attend and everything like BlurCon or ChemFest all this stuff right but then I started thinking but the, the balance when it comes to the books that I'm picking up there's not a lot of black and brown writers in the mainstream you know there's not a lot of um black and brown characters starring in their own books in the mainstream like the numbers aren't aren't even and the simple question easily would be like um why right that's that's a simple question but my question is how do we change that 
Right. Like, how do we go about that? Because these kids, man, they their imaginations are great. Mm-hmm. But how can we come up with a way to, like, filter their creation to something like this? Because, you know, comic books, people, you know, they, they sometimes look down on them. You know what I'm saying? But how can we help promote children to be creative and continue to go forward and, you know, capture those dreams? Well, I, I think first and foremost, um, um, and I'll use this term loosely for you and I and others mm-hmm. like us, as gatekeepers, I yeah. think it's our responsibility, just like you had that conversation with those two young men, um, it's our responsibility to show these young people, um, you don't have to go through the trials and tribulations that we went through mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to the points that we're at. This is how you do it. Yeah. And now, you know, there are actual conventions where you can see writers talk to illustrators um see cosplayers see performers um and it's this wealth of information that young kids can get exposed to i think as creators especially creators of color uh, black and brown folk we have to put our arms around these kids and then kind of show them the way like if someone says hey um i want to be an illustrator maybe sit down with them and do little three panels and say okay this is what sequential art means and this is how you do it or somebody's writing okay that's a great story but um maybe we can go a little bit deeper with this character um i'm i'm very big on the adage of you know once you get over the wall you throw the roll back over and i i think that's a responsibility that, that we have to have especially as creators wanting to go to the next level whether it be um print media whether it be film um I think we're in a wonderful spot where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have the tools and technology where we don't have to run after the big houses. Yeah. If we create solid quality work, yeah. um, the people are going to come. Exactly. And, and, you're, and you're seeing, you know, an example with Bitter Root. Oh, know? my God. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, say, I don't have to say anymore. You know, if you make solid work, yeah. they're going to come. Exactly. They're gonna come. Exactly. So we don't have to do that anymore. You know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself as a kid writing letters to Jim Shooter and saying, yeah. "Here, here's my little script and here's my pictures," and, yeah. and not hearing a response. But now you don't have to do that no more. Word, word. So. That's that's dope. So why comics? Like you had have a story to tell. Yes. Why'd you choose this form of expression, expressing your story? Yeah. Well, like you, I, I'm a diehard comic guy. Yeah. I love comic books. Um, God bless my mother, Vera McNeil, um, who um, exposed me mm-hmm. with my very first comic book, Sons of Origins. It was this massive um, graphic novel with the origin stories of the Avengers. Um, it was Captain America, Spider-Man. Yeah. And after that, I was gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was completely gone. And I just loved this medium. Um, I'm, I'm so old school where I'm like you, you know, I mm-hmm. come pick up books. I, I, yeah. I just can't do the tablet thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I need to feel it in my hand. I need mm-hmm. to see the artwork. Yeah, you got to uh, smell those fresh yeah, pages. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, when I turn the page, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I've always loved that medium of telling stories. Mm-hmm. And it, it has so many different purposes. Yeah. Um, because as a, as a young blurred, yep. um, I was able to see myself in a lot of different characters. Um, I always had something to look forward to for the next uh, month or next week, whatever the case may mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just thought it was the best medium for me to say what I want to say in a quick, insightful, entertaining way. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, like you said, you're, you're old school and everything. So you grew up in a time where 
uh, you might have to like hide your comic books. Correct. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't always cool to be walking around reading this stuff and pretending to be superheroes and stuff, right? So when you decided to uh, create your own company and, and start writing and everything like that, like <clears throat> how did you uh, ignore some of the negative energy that probably maybe I'm not sure if if any came towards you? How did you ignore that so you could just lock in and tell your stories? You know, to to uh, younger to younger generations or to guys like me, you know, mm-hmm. just love a dope story. Well, um, I think early on, you know, now it's cool to be a blurred. You know, uh-huh. it, it's it's very fashionable, it's chic. Yeah, but you know, going back to back in my time, a little old. <laughs> but um, I, I think the biggest thing for me was a community. Okay, and you know, like you said, back in those days, you didn't want to be the comic book geek. Yeah, but there were a underground group of people who met up at the comic book shop and, you know, talked about their wisdom or what they thought, you know, about what characters or what stories. And that became my family. Yeah. So I knew that if not in school, if not in my own house, if not in my neighborhood, I can go to this one spot mm-hmm. and everybody were just was just like me. Yeah. And I knew that if I could satisfy that audience, then I'm good. Because everybody else was going to fall in, in, in line, Wherever, but if yeah. I, but these are the most critical people because they're, I, and to this day I write like this because I'm always thinking about that guy in the shop, like, well that doesn't make sense because of this and that, 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 yeah. you know, and I, and I'm always writing in that lens. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, just a, a, a kind of a semi long-winded way of saying that the the comic book store community mm. back in those days is what. Um, push me to, to continue to do this work and be inspired to do it. Awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, uh, this is awesome. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you because, uh, like, I, I'm I'm still fairly new to comics. Like, I've been reading four years. I've yeah. been already in collecting, but I got into it like. Uh, cartoons and yeah. the figures like I always have action figures yes. everywhere you yes. know um, but like once I, I locked in as a kid I'm not gonna lie as a kid I, I wasn't a big fan of reading okay, okay. And-, and I just whatever but as I got older I started realizing that these stories are pretty dope you yes. know what I'm saying like and they have some deep content in them yeah. that get you thinking they're not just for children you right. know so it definitely changed my mind so like coming to the comic book shop and having like in-depth conversations with people about comics and then somehow transitioning to life i'm like man this is <laughs> this is crazy you know but that's kind of like what i got from from corsairs okay when i when i read corsairs like if you guys haven't checked it out it's a very good story um you know, we we'll talk about it right now. Uh, like, there's there's politics in it. Um, we're dealing with uh, classism, which mm. is, to me, like, is like the new racism. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not just a, a little tiny group. Like, it can separate a lot of people. Yes. You know what I'm saying? At one time, you know. Um, so that's really deep. Um, you got action in there. You got love, and it's it's a fun story. We got pirates in space. Like, come on, man! Like, I'm a space kid. I love it. So you can't complain when you got pirates and space at the same time. It's just a dope story. So for those who haven't, you know, read it without spoiling too much, like you know, just let them know what uh, what Course Airs actually was and how it came about. Okay, so this is actually a pretty funny story. So mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, you know, once Charlie and I formed Kid Monster Creations. You know, we were just searching for different ideas of what stories we want to tell. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we automatically, well, I, initially I did, automatically went towards the guys in tights. I said, okay, let's do a quick story like that. Um, and then we was like, oh, let's do like an Iron Man story. And then it just wasn't resonating with us. Yeah. So, you know, we took some time and I remember Charlie calling me and he's like, I got it. 
I got the idea, so I'm, you know, I'm rubbing my hands. Okay, what is it? He's like, space pirates. And I laughed. <laughs> I laughed dead in his face. I, I was laughing, laughing. He said, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because um, for us old school guys, uh, there was an old 80s film called, um, I believe it's called Ice Pirates. Okay. <laughs> it was like the most hokey space pirate movie ever. And that's all that I just kept thinking. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be a, a, a terrible book. Yeah. But when he broke it down. And he said, it's not really about the pirates. It's about, as you mentioned, um, levels of classism, the haves versus the have-nots. Yeah. Um, those who seem to be the good guys mm-hmm. aren't the good guys. Yeah. I got into it. And then I said, okay, let me sprinkle um, some things that I think could be in this story. And um, that's when I started bringing in elements of the Robin Hood lore. Okay, okay, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, you, you know, it's, it's clearly obvious when you first read the book that you see that, mm-hmm. but then it kind of evolves into something else. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that that's how Corsairs came came to be. And I have to say, you know, without giving too much, the main character, her name is LaRue, she's the captain of... Yes, we're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. she's the captain of the Hammerhead, and um, um, she had to be an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. Um and I've said this on, on other occasions that my partner, Charlie, said, I don't care what else you write or design, she has to be a black woman. Yeah. I said, okay. And LaRue represents not only African-American women who are strong, powerful, yeah. like the women. You know, Fearless. The, right. Mothers, aunties, yeah. sisters, cousins that we have in our life. Mm-hmm. But it's also a representation of the respect that he has for his wife. because. Yeah. The elements of LaRue are actually um, his wife, Doris. Okay. Um, and he wanted oh. to put that in a comic book form. Yeah. Oh, and, um, you know, I, all I did was just, you know, provide the vessel. He he gave it the, the proverbial guts yeah, <laughs> of that okay. character. Okay. And um, that's why you have such a strong character in LaRue. Yeah, that was, you know, that was interesting because, like, you already mentioned, it, like, how, how strong she is. She's beautiful. She's fearless. She's a great leader. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And... That's difficult to write. Right. Um, especially with a female lead character. Yes. Because if you make her too strong, right. people are going to be like, ah, this isn't belief. You know what I'm saying? And then, But if you make her too soft, people are going to be like, oh, come on. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? So you, you already mentioned a little bit, but like, how did you guys pull, like, how'd you pull that off, man? That was, that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, She's very believable. Yeah. Very believable. We, um... As I mentioned, you know, the initial um, inspiration came from, you know, my partner and his relationship with his, with his wife. But also we looked at some, you know, historical figures, you know, obviously, you know, Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, people that are in the here and now today. Yeah. Um, and then one of the elements that I want to do with LaRue is I didn't want her stodgy. Okay. I wanted her super cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted her young. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted her kick-ass, yeah. brash. Pardon to any children no, who are listening yeah. to this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it, it was really important that we had a um, a character that was able to move in any type of environment yeah. or situation yeah, that she yeah. was in. I I definitely got all of those. Mm-hmm. You, you, meant, you hit it right on the nail. But um, my, without like I said, we don't want to spoil too much because you guys <laughs> really need to read it. Like it's really a good story, really good. Uh, my man Kendall. Did, yes. Did, 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 he, did he ever stand a chance dealing with somebody like Captain LaRue? Did he did he ever stand a chance? Well, I mean you obviously you have to read the book, but um <laughs> you know, Kendall I'm, and I'm so glad that you brought up that character. Um, you know, another strong African American character. And then 
um, for those when you see the book, um, Kindle is, a, is a, a darker skinned man. Yeah. And that was extremely deliberate because mm-hmm. one of the things that we, we've heard in the beginning was, uh, well, you know, LaRue, she follows the prototype of the light skinned, long haired woman. Yeah. But we were very cognizant of that as well because we want to make sure that we showed the entire dias- diaspora of um, diaspora of color. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we want to pit this very light skinned woman with this dark skinned man mm-hmm. and show that they can. You know, have a, some types of relationships, and I don't yeah. want to go into deep yeah. into it. You have to pick up the yeah, book yourself. Yeah, definitely. Please pick this story but, up because yeah, Kendall's yeah. an amazing character. Kendall, yeah, he's very, he's very interesting. Yeah, he's very interesting, um, especially in the very beginning. Yes, when you get introduced to him, it's like mm, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if he want to do this, but right. you know what I'm saying. But yeah, dope, dope story. Um, so when we all have these moments, right? When we are. Um, we're trying trying to recreate something, right? Whether it be the first time we read this epic comic book that had the craziest last page reveal, mm. or or the first time we heard a song that just just took us out of here, right? Right. For me, um, the first time I heard this song by the Jackson Five called uh, "I Want to Be Where You Are," yeah, right. The first time I heard that song, that bass line kicked in. And it just put me, it just put me in a trance, right? Yeah. And then Mike got on the mic and just started singing his butt off, and like to think that this dude at the time was like 13, 14, and he was like next level. You know what I'm saying? I, by the end of that song, I just knew that wherever Mike was trying, whoever he was trying to be by or around, like I had to be there too. Like I had to see what what this guy was singing about. Right? It was it was amazing. So when you guys sat down to write Corsairs or any other story that you're working on right now, um, what what moment are are you chasing or trying to recreate for your readers you know what moment are you what are you going after it's it wow that's a really good question um and i obviously i can't speak for charlie but i know the moment for me was you know as i mentioned earlier was that excitement when i first saw that cover and i'm like oh my god what is this yeah and you also mentioned earlier about you know comics is this amazing tool for whether it be literacy Mm -hmm. um or, or um, learning English. I, I know um, Joe, who owns the Fortress of Solitude, one yeah. of the stories he shared with me when he first came from Puerto Rico, uh, this was a means for him to learn English, you know. Yeah. But, you know, going back to your original question, um, the moment that I want to kind of encapsulate with Corsairs is this, this newness, this unknown factor. You don't know what the book is about when you look at the cover. You yeah. see these three characters. You don't know if they're the three main characters. You don't yeah. know if they're the side characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to embody that first time feeling of reading a comic book story. Yeah. And then, I guess in a um, subconscious way, I want to promise to the reader that I got you. Okay. okay you open yeah. the cover. Yeah. I'm gonna. I got you. I'm gonna hold you yeah. down throughout the whole book. I'm gonna keep you locked in. I'm gonna give. We're gonna give you great characters, great artwork, um, excitement, and a little bit of medicine in between there. We're not gonna yeah. beat you over the head with it, but we'll give you some, some medicine as well. Dope, dope. <laughs> Got to put it in the applesauce, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, uh, as far as inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, when you're sitting down and you're writing. Where, where are you drawing from? Like, where are you mm-hmm. pulling from? Other writers or family members. I'm, do you have Do you have children? I have one son. He's okay. 11 years old. And okay. That's that's actually my 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 first person that gets the scripts. You know, yeah, because if dope. yeah, if he he's I mean like my mini me. If yeah. he doesn't understand it, then I did something wrong. Okay. You know, and then uh, the missus is the second person. She doesn't yeah. get it, and then I know I did something wrong. Yeah. But 
Um, I draw my inspiration from a couple things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an avid reader, mm-hmm. so um, you know, Edgar, you know, Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. You know, I loved him. I love Rod Serling. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I love Chris Claremont. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, I love all the like the great comic book writers. You yeah. know, they were inspiration, especially in the the late seventies, early eighties, especially mm-hmm. that X Men run. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I, I especially I just love Chris Claremont's work during yeah. that time, and it's just really, really, really good stuff. Um, Christopher Priest, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 mm-hmm. my list is endless, but yeah. I draw a lot of inspiration from a lot of different sources, whether it be historical figures who have written classic tales to those who are in the comic book industry and then also in the film industry as well. Yeah. Dope. Dope. So we're, we're in an interesting time, right? So you come to Fortress to get your books, right? Of course, yes. So when we look at that long table, right, mm-hmm. it seems about even now with the big independent stories and then the big two with DC and Marvel, you know? Yes. So we're like witnessing, like to me, it seems like in cause the past four years, like I've seen like a shift, like it seems like the independent comic books are rising, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody loves a good superhero. You mentioned it, you know, yes. you mentioned a superhero story. But I like stories that are a little bit more grounded, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like in, in, in reality, a little bit more like with, maybe not a story without a superhero right. you know what I'm saying like I enjoy those stories because I can I, I can relate a little bit like I'm a superhero in my own aspect mm-hmm. but I relate more to those stories that are grounded so are is there any um is there any added pressure to you for you guys to like uh, uh stay like caught up with with the rise of the independent comics you know how's this journey been for you guys I think for Charlie and I the only pressure that we feel is amongst our own peers in the black and brown creator space. Okay. Like we're we're not looking at Marvel and DC. Yeah. We see what's at these conventions like holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like we got to make sure we're on point yeah. because there's some some mean monsters who are yeah. doing some some incredible work and some some books and and those guys is what keep us on our toes. Mm. And again, like I mentioned when I was earlier uh, early on in the conversation about once you get affirmation from that community, everybody else is going to fall in yeah, line. Yeah. So um, making sure that we create something that they're happy with mm-hmm. and that we're happy with, um, you know, everything else, you know, is, is just water under the bridge. Yeah. But that's that's the biggest, at least for me, that's the biggest point of pressure, making sure that I'm still running in that race with these guys, yeah. you know, because there are so many amazing, amazing products right now yeah. and, and books and um i just want to be mentioned amongst that chorus of people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're you know you're saying it's a lot a lot of great books coming out and and you want to be mentioned in there but for for a young person that might be listening to this show that wants to create their own story how much work goes mm-hmm. into it you know what i'm saying like everybody thinks uh, it's easy when they open that those pages yes you know how much work are you do you have to dedicate towards your craft it there's no easy way around this yeah um i think obviously the first thing you have to decide is where you want to fall mm-hmm. is it on the art side or is it on the writing side obviously for me it was the writing side um it's constantly writing yeah constant drafts constant um, synopsis and overviews and, and writing and world building and and research yeah. because like I said I have guys like you and, and others in, in this store who 
are looking to punch holes in your story. Like, mm -hmm. if it doesn't make sense, like, you know, I, I'm talking, I've seen guys like, well, you mentioned that you had a sycamore tree in this scene, but sycamores are not indigenous to Florida. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're, you're, yeah, we're yeah, laughing, yeah, but they, there are they, guys yeah. who are super astute and they're looking at that so yeah. from a writing side i have to do a lot of research to yeah. make things that 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 uh that makes sense um for me you know because i'm a dad and husband um most of my writing happened at night because mm -hmm. uh, you know that was my free time so yeah. you know it's nothing for me to write in the middle of the night to the wee hours and then put it down and i'm sending charlie a draft you know, two o'clock yeah. in the morning, he's like, "Dude, are you sleeping?" I'm like, "No, yeah. I got to get this out." You know? Yeah, yeah. But um, it, it it does take a, a, a extreme level of ded ded dedication as well as um, resources. Yeah. You know, because um, this isn't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Being in the word independent, underline that like yeah. seventeen times because yeah. you know. Yeah, these 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 covers, nice, yeah, little, tough, rugged. Uh, cardstock joints, man. Yeah, these covers alone, I know. Right, and you want dollars. Right, and you want to make sure that, you know, in addition to creating a, a great uh, piece of work, that it's affordable. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you want to. At least for me, in the beginning, it's not making this massive amount of profit, but it, it is. You want to make enough money to to cover the uh, production the quality of the book that you're creating. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, if given an opportunity, would you ever? Would you ever? think about writing for the big two or are you good just you know building your own well uh, it's, i'm glad you said that i i would have no issue writing for the big two yeah. if there was a if let me put it this way okay so i wouldn't have a problem writing for either the big two if it's their characters mm -hmm. now if it's my characters i have to maintain a majority ownership gotcha i, I i'm just not in this space of creating amazing characters and stories and then giving not being uh, able to keep them exactly mm -hmm. exactly There's so mean, many great characters in the in the marvel and dc that people that don't even work for the company anymore right and they're still making stories <laughs> with right. their characters. people have no, who, who didn't even put the blood sweat and tears yeah. in and are eating off your creation mm -hmm. you know and and that's uh, just something that Charlie and I truly believe we have to retain a majority ownership. Yeah. It can be literally uh, uh, 60 40 or you know, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, 51 49, yeah. but we have to have the majority ownership, yeah. Sort of like um, uh, Milestone, yeah, times back in the day, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. I miss Milestone so yeah. much. I, I've been I've been on the hunt for those, they're very hard to find, yeah. But you know, what? it's so funny, you'd be amazed that people who don't understand. The, the, the value of those comics like I just picked up a bunch of um, hardware comics oh, for a nice. dollar yeah yeah <laughs> they went in the dollar bin and they yeah. were immaculate condition yeah mm -hmm. I'm, and I you know I just kind of pulled them out mm, yeah I'll take these yeah and I go outside yes <laughs> yes I fleeced the, them yes 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 the love of the hunt man yeah yeah I got some um I got some static shock yeah. I got um I get some I got, icons I got oh, I got some icons okay. I got some okay. icons and I got um uh, the Blood Syndicate. I got yeah, some Blood Syndicate stuff. Yeah, yeah they, but they're so hard, man. Yes, like, it is. That's that's a truly. Mm -hmm. If you if you're finding those stories, man, hold on to them because I really think Reginald Hudlin is going to come back around to him. I, he I, he's mentioned it a couple years ago that he wanted to do it. I think DC might be waiting for the right time. I'm hoping they're not waiting for this because you know they've been having some things going with this rebirth situation. Uh. <laughs> and I think it all kind of got messed up with the doomsday clock stuff because it's like yeah. holding back stories and 
I hope they don't use, you know, milestone stuff to give them a a boost again. Like, you right. know, they, they should already be here right now. Right. So I'm waiting for those stories to come back around. But what? Uh, so if you ever got an opportunity to write for for the big two, you said yes. you would write one of their characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm gonna give you a very hard question right here because <laughs> I talked to you before this. Okay. Um, anybody, any character you could pick other than Spider Man. Other than Spider-Man. Because I know that's your guy. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a big Spidey guy. Yeah. Um, it don't have to be one that's out now. No, like, no, you know? no. Um, man. <laughs> it, if it's if it's Marvel... God. And I know this is going to mm. sound so hokey but I, I i would love to tackle a black panther story okay no it's not but really i would do something not in wakanda but okay. here okay like okay. black panther here yeah 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 that would be dope you know that would be dope um with that leather jacket on again <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 then also just um you know kind of following christopher priest's um run and yeah in terms of merging this whole notion of him having this royalty to the real world issues of African Americans mm, here, man, yeah, and would, dealing with that, I would definitely read that. You know, yes, uh, I, I think for Marvel, it would definitely be. I would try to tackle that story. Um, if it was a DC character, hmm, definitely. I, I gotta go with Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta yeah. go with Batman. Batman yeah. is. It's funny, and I, I I never was a big Batman guy mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. I got older. Yeah. Until I realized how dope he was. Like he's the only dude without superpowers. Yeah, yeah. And that's I, and I really like mine. And, and he's mind. and he's whooping. Yes, he is. He, yeah, he can do his thing. He <laughs> definitely can do his thing. I mean, you got to suspend disbelief on uh, belief yeah. on some things. Yeah. But um, but I think I think one reason why Batman is is everybody enjoys his stories because I feel like we all have a little bit of Batman in us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have the things that we have to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the face that everybody sees when we're going to our jobs and everything. But then when we get to come home or go wherever and do the things that we love to do yes that's when we put on that cape yeah how and we're out there doing our batman thing yeah you know i that that would be dope too to see it to see you write a batman story i would be interested in that yeah i I mean the thing with batman batman represents to me um he's the um peak level of perfection in craft yeah he's a world-class martial artist Mm -hmm. he's a brilliant detective he's a scientist he's an engineer yeah. So if for me it just represents um, if you push yourself to your absolute utmost limits, you can beat the biggest of foes. Yeah. So I think that's the reason why I like him so much. Fair enough, I can mm-hmm. dig that. So what have you been reading lately? You know, mm. I know you mentioned that one, the one Spider-Man story, the um, Spider-Man through the time. Yes. Oh yeah. my God, that's just yeah. Yeah, I, I missed the party on that one. No, 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 no. You ain't missed the party, man. I'm sure there's gonna be a graphic now. <laughs> yeah, you have to pick yeah, it up. Yeah. And just just for the listeners who are who um are, are wondering what this book is about. So basically it's Spider Man, a retelling of Spider Man, but he ages as the years go by. Because mm-hmm. you know, in comic books com- characters don't age. Yeah. So he starts in the nineteen sixties and the latest issue is the t- is the two thousands, mm-hmm. and you see him age. Yeah, you see him with a family, him dealing with real world issues, yeah. and how he grapples with that. So that book is 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 amazing. Um, you know, I'm the typical guy. You know, I like my X Men, mm-hmm. I like Superman, obviously Batman. Yeah. Um, you know, I and then in terms of 
some of the independent stuff, or I, I read most of the stuff from Catalyst, you know, okay. like Noble, and, yeah. you know, and those books like Incidentals, okay. which is written by one of my, you know, good friends, Brandon Easton. Who, nice. if you don't know who Brandon Easton is, Google this man. He yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and he's done so much for the comic book culture, and then also for creators of color. Wow. Um, but um, I'm, I'm all over the place, you know. Yeah. Right before I came here, I was reading the new Miss um, Marvel comic, you know. <laughs> I'm so mad I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Apparently there's a new costume in there. Yes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I pick up so many books. Like, it, I try to, like, keep it under a certain price. <laughs> Trust me. But it's so hard. And it it's is. like, everything you see is like, has a speculation. Right. And, oh, it's just so hard to pick up everything, man. Right. But I did pick up um, that Jonathan Hickman. The X-Men story, the new one. Yeah, um, yeah, the, House, of uh, House of X. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. Don't, yeah. don't say no, anything. I won't spoil it for I got you, it at the crib. <laughs> it's, it's very good. It's very good. You got to pay attention to a lot. Like, mm. even, like, the art and the faces. Like, every, just pay attention to everything. Yeah, they say that this is these is this story. It's the House of X and then I forget the, the other Powers one. Powers of Ten. Power, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's going to completely change the mm-hmm. X-Men mythos yeah yeah it, it it started off with a bang man okay uh, i'm reading everything from from marvel as far as donny cates goes okay like i compare donny cates right now like to me this is the donny cates era right now because mm. everything like that he's doing i compare him to um like a, a 90s uh hip-hop artist mm. like going back and researching yeah sampling it yeah and then hitting this over the head with it like, yeah hey, y'all gonna rock I like this that analogy. you know what I'm saying? that's how i look at donny cage right now mm-hmm. for marvel you mm-hmm. know because i don't read i didn't read a lot of marvel like black panther i picked up mm-hmm. um obviously i'm a big miles morales fan oh yeah like, I, i've yes. read all his stuff i'm mm-hmm. just amazing and solid and ahmed if you're listening to this show, that I don't know if you read the last one, but that was very mean. I did. <laughs> what I did. you did to Miles. I did. And I hope you have a plan to take this somewhere yeah. where he gets out of this, man. Yes. Wow. Just wow. Um, but yeah, I've been reading um, Brian Edward Hill, mm-hmm. uh, his Batman Outsiders run so far, mm-hmm. and um, uh, American Carnage is really good. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying that. Bitter Root, like you mentioned. Mm. Uh, the, the, the Red Summer story was. Yeah, that was crazy. Like mm-hmm. anything by Bendis is amazing too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I, I I actually met Brian Michael Bendis. You did. Yeah, I got his autograph. Man, he was wow. at Midtown. It it was amazing. I was able to thank him for just uh, creating characters that whenever I have children that I could share with them mm-hmm. down the line. And he he, he was. He was mm-hmm. very thankful for me he's even saying that to him. So, but he's a really cool dude. Like, yeah. really cool dude. Um, Which they, is rare. Yeah. <laughs> some of these guys are, yeah. you know, could be a little yeah. high and mighty, but for the most part, there's some I, nice guys in there. Yeah, I was surprised because when I walked up to him, he actually remembered me because I chased him down at Comic Con <laughs> last year. I wasn't able to get in line to get an autograph, and he literally walked past me, and I had my first appearance of Miles in my book bag. I wow. chased him down. And he signed it for me right there. Nice. And I, I couldn't believe he remembered it, actually. Like, yeah. that was awesome. Like, for him to, yeah, to pay attention like that, man, it's, it's big time. It's big time, man. So, but yeah, uh, David F. Walker is one of my favorite writers. So, Bitterroot okay. is, I'm, I'm picking up every co- cover. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> the speculation game is, is killing everything right now with books jumping in prices, like, the day after they come out. Right. But, listen, I'm picking up everything. Bitterroot, yes. David Walker, yes. uh, Chuck Brown, Stanford Green, 
Killing it, man. Killing yeah. it. So, what are you bumping in the headphones, man? What you oh, been listening to? I'm so glad that you said that. So, what you been listening to? I, I, this interview would not be complete without talking about some form of music. Of course. And both Charlie and I are diehard hip hop heads. Yeah. And and you know, broadly speaking, I, I love music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I am a diehard hip hop fan. So right now, and I, I'm a, I'm I'm an eclectic old head. So, okay, that's fine. Um, I'm listening to. Um, right now, Planet Asia, um, okay. initials on my necklace. I'm listening Ooh. to Benny the Butcher, mm. um, mm-hmm. Plugs I Met. I'm listening to um, DJ Mustard. Um, yo, that, that <laughs> album was yeah. kind of dope. Yo. You know, <laughs> uh, um, I, I, you know, I'm listening to Megan Thee Stallion. I, I like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. you know, initially I was that old guy, like, oh, this, thing, you know, fist in yeah. the air. Oh, yeah. this, these young kids don't know. But you know, after a while, you think about, it, he's like, you know what? There's errors, there's times, yeah, and yeah. right now this is their time. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, can't, I can't compare Quavo to Coogee Rap. It's two different things, nah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I've come to my own conclusions that I just like whatever the good stuff of this era is. I'm gonna yeah. listen to that good stuff, and yeah. it is what it is. But um, you know, those are just a couple of things that I'm listening to. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Clips fan. I love Pusha T. I'm a huge Jada fan. Love the locks. Yeah. Um, I like Drake. I mean, I'm I'm all over Yo, the place. I just yeah. like I like good music. Yeah, good hip hop. And it's funny because Charlie and I we jokingly refer to each other as um uh, the comic gangster. You know, he's Primo. <laughs> I'm Guru. You oh, know? I like that. You be like, what's up, Primo? I like. I'm that. good. I'm good. I'm good. That's you dope. Because yeah, to me. <laughs> You know, comics and for me, comics and music go hand in hand. Like I think it's the, it's the next element of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah. I had a, a I don't know if you know the the gentleman Karev Yah. Um, he does HeritageHipHop.com. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, we were just dialoguing about how hip hop and comic books go hand in hand because yeah. and I and I had said in that his interview when I met with him mm-hmm, that um, you have people donning a persona. When they get on stage, and yeah. I'll use Method Man. Method Man, aka Clifford Diggs. Yeah, he gets on stage. He's this super powered lyrical monster, yeah. ripping stages down. You know, and and he's a huge comic book head himself. Yes, he Obviously, yes, he you see yep. here his mm-hmm. dozens of you know yeah, hot nickels. Yeah. You know, John Blaze. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of them, uh, the Wu Tang. I, I don't know if you saw that preview. Uh, they're doing a, like a little mini series on Hulu. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I watched the documentary. The documentary, oh my God, was, documentary was excellent. Was, oh my, it was amazing. Yeah, like, I was glued to the TV. That yeah. was amazing. I love stories like that. Like, and I like to see like when I listen to music, I always think about what the artist and like what's going on in the studio mm-hmm. at the time. So it's always cool to see like how they're coming up with these songs and the creative process behind it all. Like, I love behind the scenes. Yeah, stuff, you know. But uh, some of the stuff I've been listening to, I've been listening to like a lot of like hybrid, um, uh, like R and B, hip hop stuff. Okay. So I've been listening to this guy named Dave B. Um, okay. He's from Seattle. Mm. His music is like um, it's, it's a great mix, but it's like funk mm-hmm. with like this church element. Yeah. But hip hop R and B, like it's it's a crazy feel. Yeah. But it feels really nice, man. And he's yeah. got he's got some bars like for yeah. real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And um. Who else my listen to? Uh, Ty Dolla Sign. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I like him, mm-hmm. man. It's kind of in the same lane with, you know, mixing the genres and stuff like that. And he just flat out a hit maker. Um, one of my favorite songs right now is uh, Purple Emoji with uh, J. Mm. Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's just oh, a straight yeah, up Cole. vibe, yo. Just a straight up vibe. Yeah. yeah those... Re- Re- Revenge of the Dream Chase is another great album. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I can interject, too, um, 
another album that I'm just in love with right now is Tyler the Creator's Igor. Oh, I think that yes. is a sonically solid album. And I know Tyler can be a mixed bag for people. Yeah. Because um he's a lot you know, early in his career he's very tongue in cheek. Yep. And if you yeah. don't if you don't understand like some of that is the showmanship. I mean lyrically he his pen is nice, but I think where he went in this direction with Igor is just Yeah. Yeah. And that's why DJ Khaled is mad because <laughs> it was yeah. it was dope. It was just yeah, a great you, you album. <laughs> you gotta respect what that man did with that album. Like, yeah, I can't. I'm thinking, is it you? You make my heart break or shake? Did you make my heart? Break? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, that song got stuck in my head for like three weeks. Yeah. So, like just yeah. great, really great album, yo. Straight up. Um, I'm, you Raphael Sadiq fan? Of course. Okay, so yeah. he has an album coming out. Yes, Jimmy mm -hmm. Lee. Yes, yo. I watched the um. Uh, an interview on him talking about how he came up with the name. And, yeah, and the music that and was that was interesting, man. Because like to me, he's a musical genius. So, oh yeah. Like to see how he's going to make an album about like his brother's struggles with like addiction and how it impacts the family and the neighborhood around him. Like it sounds like a downer, but the songs that he's put out, nah. Like it's gonna be an interesting album. I yes. think that's gonna be a big one for him, man. He, and plus, he don't really never do promo for his stuff. So no. this is like the first time I'm actually that's almost sway in the morning and yeah. Breakfast Club. And I'm like, okay, so you're doing a promo for this. So this this might actually right. be one of those albums that we all need to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, so this this last segment, um, you had already mentioned a, a bunch of different artists, but are there any like um, any um, artists that you're listening to that we need to be you need to put us on, like any mm. underground artists wow. or or even any comic books, like underground comic books or you know some stuff that you know maybe we need to go pay attention to yeah um if it's music i can't say nothing more positive about the griselda movement that's okay. happening out of buffalo new york and yeah. i mentioned benny the butcher who yeah. if you don't got the plugs i met my barber oh uh, my well not my barber my son's barber yeah. he put me on to this and he's like d you gotta hear this and yeah. i heard it it's like quintessential 90s um and i apologize for the reference drug rap you know yeah, yeah, yeah. mob deep cool Clips. g it's yeah. just raw gritty um if, you know conway mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it, okay you, you okay just, you just gotta yeah that's the those one. boys they hungry that's yeah and i and i think i'm that's one of the things i miss like guys who are just look give us the mic and a beat and we're mm -hmm. tearing it down yeah <laughs> so if you that whole Griselda record movement, everybody who's under that umbrella, start with Benny the Butcher. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough good <laughs> things about that. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of, of, of books, um, one of the things I picked up, and I, and I apologize to the brother if he's listening to this, is the um, Harriet Tubman um, Demon Slayer book. Oh, yeah, okay. And I forget the yeah. brother's name right yeah, now. I apologize. Yeah, mine too. But um, that's another solid piece of work yeah. that's not on the um uh the path of of the you know the more marketed books yeah but it's it's really really good mm -hmm. and um a, a nice retelling of a classic yeah um historical figure and then mixing it with this um supernatural lore yeah you know so is I, he I, from this area i think yeah, so i've seen I think his flyers so. for for uh the kickstarter yeah for the for the second story yeah 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 yeah, that, yeah that's a dope story yeah that's a dope story. so i mean if that it, that's one of the things that i think people need to be up on and support that book um obviously um if you're reading black you know <laughs> 
you know Man. i mean and and just for the the listeners out there they are is black but there's several iterations yeah if you're lucky to have your um, hands around the original run of black yep i got them and i'm not gonna tell right, you too mm. <laughs> and i'm not gonna tell you what it's about yeah. you gotta pick it up yourself let's just say it's so it's so fire that netflix I believe was trying to negotiate yeah. a deal to bring that to the screen. Yeah. That's how yeah. fired it is. I think um the second part is coming out soon, maybe. Mm. It's called White. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they doing some things over there, man. Carl yeah. Randolph is one of my favorite yeah. artists also. Those those covers, boy. Yeah. Ooh, I got I got the one. I got one of the posters in my room, hanging okay. up in my room. Like, yes. like I really, really enjoyed that story. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you were saying earlier, you got something coming for us soon yeah. um, to build on Corsairs or something totally different. So I, I think um, um, Chuck and I, we, you know, we want to give Corsairs a break. Yeah. Um, so you know, and I'm gonna announce it here for the very first time. There you go. There's one last iteration so for those of you who are the fans of the black and white um we heard our fan base and yes a color version is coming oh nice so a full color version um of the graphic novel should be dropping maybe third quarter nice oh yeah so that would be literally the end of that run of course okay and again announcing it for the first time there here we, we get exclusives here <laughs> on paperbacks and soundtracks y'all better believe it right so if you've already been to our kid monster creations facebook page you've already seen the banner up for our new fantasy book that's going to be coming out called the hidden kingdom okay. that's all i can share yeah but it is fantasy we're 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 leaving the space genre for a minute and yep. going complete um fantasy yeah but it's gonna be something vastly different that you've seen before nice you know nice. so um yeah, like Chuck is already, you know, drawing that as we speak. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to see. Yeah, that. it's gonna be really good. And and then also, um, we may have you know, John Jennings in you know the legend himself in terms of blessing us with maybe some some cover artwork. Oh wow. Um, if you've collected any of the single issues of Corsairs, um, with the exception of the first prologue cover, he did all of our covers. Nice. And John Jennings, just Google him. He's a legend yeah. in the in the game. So yeah. So let them know where they can find you at, man. All your social media, all that good stuff, man. Let right. Them know. Well, well, I'm, I, you know, I usually don't like to inundate people with a bunch of URLs. Yeah. The best way to do it, if if you have Facebook or you know, if you don't have it, get it. Go to Kin Monster Creations on Facebook. Everything is there from mm-hmm. our store to our Instagram. Um, all of our social media is there. All of the latest, greatest updates are there as well. Yeah. That is probably the fastest way where you can get to everything that we have. In addition, um, you can also just literally do a simple Google search of Kid Monster Creations. Yeah. We, we populate pretty fast, yep, yep. Um, whether it be an interview or um, link leading you to one of our pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure I hit that store up, man. I got a dope hat. I'm going to see it a little later, but don't, yeah. be, don't be jealous. Yeah. Yes, you yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and the hats are exclusive. You, those hats you have to actually order directly from me. So, there you go. So I had, to, I, had to, I had to bless my man with, you know, yes, with one. So. Greatly appreciate that, sir. <laughs> Much appreciated. Appreciate um, so, yeah, man, once again, thank you no, thank for you. joining me, man. Like, thank you. I definitely, when I, when I when we booked it, I was looking forward to it. Yes. You know, I'm old school, so I write stuff down. I so love it. I was I just like, it. you know, I'm like, oh, man, I got to hit him with this one. Yes. I got to know where he's thinking on this. Yeah. So, yeah. I was so excited to have you, you know, on the show. 
of course um you know be you know check it out soon um you guys can find find me on uh, instagram on uh, twitter mm. facebook i don't do too much of facebook but instagram is twitter definitely you want to hit me up that's where you guys can find me at uh, paperbacks and soundtracks please go check out corsairs man it's a dope story thank you and they got more coming as you heard already and to our creators of color we got to start supporting these brothers you know we gotta if they yeah. ask for an interview show up on time mm-hmm. be prepared have your wares with you let's treat them like we would treat anybody else and you understand what i'm saying word and remember You don't need superpowers to be superhero. We out of here. Peace.